don't want to do it. Don't you know that's how I, I learn? That, that's how I function. You don't do it because you want me to. I do it because I want to do it. No. Okay. Hey now, DJ Comfy. DJ Comfy is back again. That's what, maybe that's where we should start. Welcome to John back. Yes. <clears throat> what is going on, man? Yes. You're out well, here. Ever. Mm-hmm. What changed in your life? <laughs> well, um, about to go into a whole song. <laughs> <laughs> this is the theme music of my day. Is all in. I have another kid. That's how you That's Yeah, I got a new kid. Got a new Bambino. Yay! Uh, brought the boy home. So, um, yeah. Just just watching him grow and eat. How's he settling in? Doing real good, man. His, his job is real easy. <laughs> Just making sure he does everything he did the day before. Sleep and eat. You know, they make breast milk look so delicious. <laughs> so this is your third go round with this. What is what what's changed this time? You're older, you're wiser. What what changes are you gonna make for this one? Um so I guess the short answer is I don't know. Like, I still have a lot more room to go. Um, originally, I don't have as much. Like, bringing a baby, once the baby's here, you're not as unsure as you were the first time you brought a baby home or even the second time you brought a baby home. The third baby, you know, like, baseline baby stuff. Has to eat, has to have a diaper, has to sleep. What cries mean? You're not a horrible parent if you decide to, like, take a break you know, and hand them off to somebody. <clears throat> All those things are like legitimately healthy qualities in a parent versus like the first one. It's like the most precious diamond gem you've ever had in your life. If anyone looks at it, it's the wrong, you're going to give the wrong mojo. Um, if they bump their head, you feel like the worst parent of all time. All that should go away after like baby number two. You're like, <laughs> You're like, you're going to bump your head, you're going to hurt yourself, you're going to get sick, someone's going to hurt your feelings, you know, I'm going to tell you to leave me alone, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just a lot more comfort as far as, like, what to do in the early stages. Um, yeah, but, I mean, it's still a struggle. Like, I always think, like, I don't want to lose myself. I'm pretty big on being, like, an individual and still being a parent, and those two things are different. Um, some people like to be an individual who's also who, who, who can't be anything but a parent, right? And mm. I think those in I think that's hard for me. I can't just be dad all day, every day. That's my only job. That's the only job I want to do. Um, I think my kids suffer from it. If that's all I know, that's all I talk about is. But um, yeah, hope that answers your question, man. Just more open. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that last point too, man. Like I think you have to maintain some semblance of your individual identity separate from your child. Um, Some people, their identity is wrapped up in nurturing and that's fine. But I I still think you need to know that that is you and these are the kids, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can nurture your kids, you can nurture your dog, nurture your garden. Like if that's who you are, you need something Mm -hmm. to take care of. Just recognize that and keep that uh, in mind as your kids grow and leave you. Hey now, listen, (laughs) yeah, because I was just about to start talking about because one day they will leave you and then you have to to figure out, wow, who am I? Who am I? You know, and I thought that, and I I think I still do a pretty good job of get my own identity, having my own thing that I do. I always want my kids to see me do something I enjoy doing, something I'm proud of, something they can look at and say, I should, you know, enjoy my interest and be my own person too. Um, And uh, like I said, I thought I had it all figured out. And, you know, we were a house of three. And when we lost a member, 
Like I felt that. I felt, you know, hey, you know what? I uh and, and then it started making me think, why well, when I lose two members and it's just me, what how am I going to conduct myself? What am I going to get into? What what other thing? Because I, I really thought that I'd done a good job, but I I still am affected by losing that parental uh that role for that one particular kid who told me in no uncertain terms when I he told me about something and I was like hey you need to do this and this this and he goes ha, ha. you know I'm an adult and I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> now can I borrow some money mama because I need to eat wow. <laughs> but I was like you know what yeah you're right I can't I can't expect you to conduct yourself like you're not so let me just rephrase what I just said. Let me give it to you in the adult way. Adult way. Yeah. Thank well, you. Sounds, me. sounds like sounds like you did a good job. You you raised him to you know <laughs> to, be to be independent and and figure out his own figure out how to solve problems rather than come to you for everything. So that's there good. You go. And, and isn't that the goal? Like yes, I think, I think about that a lot. Like when I have a child, the goal to me is much more simple when I make it. How do I make sure this individual becomes independent and relying upon their own judgment and want to create more value for the world than what was there before they left? Yeah. Those two things are primarily our goal as parents. When we do what, what we do a bad job of, I think collectively in this country, from my experience, is we wrap our identities into their attributes and, and what we think they should be doing, their behaviors. <clears throat> and it's because it's so hard to like untangle yourself from being so hands-on from the early stages to then letting them go into this crazy chaotic world where they're going to find their way in shaping it, right? But mm -hmm. um, I remember this one dude told me <laughs> years ago when I was about to have my first kid, he was like, man, I'm going to give you some advice, man. I don't like giving anybody advice, but this is the best advice I ever had. Don't do anything for your kid they can do themselves. And to that day, like to this day, like as soon as my infant child can do one thing that I know he can do his own, I'm like, do it. I'm not doing it for you. I don't care if you make me feel like I'm a bad guy, I'm an asshole. You will love me for it when you learn how to do more for yourself than relying on me. Because if you're relying on me, you're relying on me and my emotional state where I think is best for you and and then at a certain age you're like you need to start figuring out your own individuality and if you can be independent that journey is a lot it's a lot more I guess rewarding <laughs> mm -hmm. so um it's not easy right like it's still hard to care about them you, your, your job is also to keep them alive day in and day out <clears throat> you know but when I boil it down to that man it, it makes it a lot more simple my wife has been looking more into like Montessori stuff. Mm -hmm. How do you guys feel about that? She showed me these videos of like these kids who have their own little little kitchen set, like with running water and stuff. Run, running water. Um, yeah. it's, it's real water, but they have it set up in a way. Uh, and the, the kids will go and they'll get like uh, like a cutting board and like get veggies oh. and like have this little uh, type of cutting knife they can use and cut their own veggies and go get a skillet and step up to the stove and cook an egg like and they're like three practical, or something like practical knowledge yeah mm -hmm. yeah my, my daughter is, i like it goes to like one of those type no of you schools. do I, yeah well, my a, kids yeah we, the the school she's in is a very montessori mm -hmm. uh style and they also have gymnastics that their gym is gymnastics if that's what you want them to do, they'll pull them out of class, take them into a gymnastics training where they're learning the application of what they're learning. And I just feel like that's for some kids, a better way to educate. You know, it's like apprenticeships versus sit down and let me tell you how to memorize everything in all these books that you're not going to memorize and ever use. And then I'm going to make you feel like shit. If you don't remember, I remember all of them, right? Like, that's insane. <laughs> Whereas there were kids who were smart enough to learn how to solve problems and put things together, right? Like that's way more applicable to me than how how many words in a dictionary can you remember, right? Like, 
we 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 cut to um, a house in the suburbs. Um, man up some door. Hey, what's going on? Oh, hey. Um, I'm here to stay. Um, you may be. Um, maybe your kids. Uh, Airbnb Montessori. Stay for 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 a couple a couple nights. Uh, both couple nights to to stay here. So. Um, can I come in? You, you met my kids at the Montessori school, and you... no, it's, your your kids running a business. It's an Airbnb Montessori. Um, I, 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 I it's, it's like an Airbnb, but you know, it's, oh. it's for, for kids. Yeah, so they can learn how to run a functioning business. Yeah. Well, well, I did share with my kids about investing protocols and like how mm -hmm. to build wealth. Just you. Can, do you have this website that I can see? I didn't know they built the whole website and everything. Is this yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a pretty big website. Yeah, yeah. Here it is and, on my phone. Yeah. And, and, you, and you, you, you paid for the service. So you're I did. I did. Um, yeah. Um, it's, uh, are, they rent, are they renting their room out? Is that what you're telling me? My kids are renting their own room? It's, it's not a, a whole room. It's a, a corner of your living room. Um, that's a stove. Um, there's a, you know... Some toys and different things. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm excited. Well, I don't see any children, sir. I mean, are you going to be playing with the toys and stuff yourself? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm. Uh, I'm trying to get my kids interested in this, but it, you know, they're not really biting. So, I want to come in here, take some pictures, post it on my social media, so they can see what a good time I'm having, or you know, what a great time other people have. And, you know, hopefully that'll get them interested, you know? All right. Um, can, can you wait right here, sir? I need to have a conversation with my kids before. I mean, this is this is a kind of big step, right? I, I talked to them about banking and investing, and now you're telling me they have a whole, a whole website with adults uh -huh. and stuff. So yeah. Let me just see what they're doing right now. Give me a second. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Wait down here. Kids. Where the hell y'all at, man? Antoine, bring the spreadsheets. Hold on, Dad. Okay, uh, let me let me pull them up on the tablet. Okay. Look it's at y'all. Right. Look at y'all. I mean, education is doing. Y'all got the iPads and the spreadsheet. What's going on? Why is this grown ass man outside my house trying to say saying he renting pieces of my living room? What the hell are y'all doing? Yeah, we were we were running a special this week. Yeah. Um, because the holidays are coming up. So we yeah. wanted to make sure that we, we really captured people early. Uh, so we, we ran a special this week and he was one of the first people who, who bought. So uh, yeah, is, is it is it Clive? Is that who's at the door? That's who we yes. have on our oh, registrar. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's young it's Clive. It's a, it's a guy named Clive. Let me ask you this. Um, now, kids. I know what you're going to say. Did you yeah, check yeah. his credit? Of course we checked of his credit. Of course we checked his credit. We, we issue all the top tier payment security strategies, okay? We've checked his credit to make sure that he <laughs> doesn't have falsified credit. We also accept cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah. We don't accept Dogecoin because we don't believe in that, right? Don't believe in that. No, of course not. That thing can go down in a second. We can show you more spreadsheets if you want. I don't. I don't need any more spreadsheets. You know, okay. I, I'm feeling a lot of conflicting feelings right now. One, I am completely proud at the ingenuity and entrepreneurship I'm I'm seeing in you, in uh, my children. You, know, I always wanted to build generational wealth, keep that in the house. The problem is, you guys are six years old, and I just feel like you guys are going way too deep into this world. But there's a lot of Hmm. legalities and banking and hmm. I mean I put you in the school to learn how to be good individuals right but are you sure you want to get into these capitalistic endeavors at six years old I mean can you can this just be like an idea that you just present in school you don't have to go through the full thing in my house hmm. man that, that you didn't even invite this is my house this is my piece of capital that you're auctioning off, right? Like, what's going? On? Like, I, I just think that's too far, kids. Why don't y'all go back and drink some yuhus or something? Oh, dad, 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 dad. When you signed us up for the Montessori program, I know you thought that it was just going to give us some advantage in developing ourselves, but didn't you think that they would come to an end where we would uh, begin to rely on ourselves and believe mm -hmm. in our own 
um, ability to solve problems, to create new new uh, ideas, to perhaps mm -hmm. even you know start a business like we've done. I mean, you know, Montessori is not just play dad; it's play mm -hmm. for a purpose. Yeah. Exactly. And also, you know, some tactics, they're not always above board. Yeah, maybe we sold a little bit more than we had. Maybe we needed more leverage. We yes, figured yes, we'd yes. ask for forgiveness instead of permission on this one. Isn't that, isn't that something that you, I've heard you say? Yeah. It, it is definitely one of the, the critical principles I've taught you guys. Listen, I'm, I'm so proud. I mean, when y'all went to that school, y'all weren't even sitting down and eating food at the table. Y'all still wearing pull-ups now you guys are running let me just get out of y'all way let me just yeah right because we got Clive just, just standing at the Clive's out here let me like, yeah, let me yeah. just well, ask well, you once how, we much get five paying, how much okay. is he paying for this square footage of the living room can you just give me a little bit of that is what is Clive putting up well uh let's see there's a couple of things uh a few boxes of fruit snacks mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and uh, uh Go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. You, I think you had it. No, I was just going to mention the full-size yeah. Butterfingers as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it seems like uh, you and mom weren't quite as mm, approachable about yeah. buying more candy, which we felt we deserved. So we decided yeah. to come up with a, a revenue stream to get our own. So you guys had the option to take crypto as Bitcoin and Ethereum, and you chose Butterfingers? Yeah. And fruit snacks. Don't forget about and fruit, and fruit snacks. snacks. We have yeah. to support multiple uh, types of currencies in order to yeah. attract the clientele that is willing to barter on something like Butterfingers and fruit snacks. You know, usually I would be completely against your, therapy, your, your methods of transaction, but I'm going to go ahead and let this work because that is a goddamn incredible way to solve a problem. We told you we weren't buying any candy. You turn a business into a candy generating machine. God damn it, this Montessori school is working. Go ahead. God damn. That's what I, I, I'll be teaching, sharing my kids. Like, anytime Phoenix says something, she's like, if it's a problem, I try to give her an, an alternative that makes her find a way to get what she wants out of it. Even if it's like um, something like that, like, oh, well, we're not giving you candy, but you know, you can go knocking on doors and go sell stuff. And if they give you money, I will take you to go buy your own candy, right? <clears throat> At a young age, that's like, that's nothing to ask. All I gotta do is just go take some M&Ms and say, hey, do you wanna buy them? But if you go and ask like a teenager that or an adult, they'll look at you like, you're crazy you know, by helping them solve their own problems. So I wish my kids would come to me and go, dad, you didn't want to buy us a car. So we went out and, you know, <laughs> created a business and then <laughs> trade cars in for our advice. I'd be like, okay, touche, touche, right? Paid in you cars. Just don't park them on my damn driveway unless it's car I get to drive. <laughs> it's, it's like that old story. I think it was Craigslist or eBay, but like the dude turned a paper clip into a house. You remember that? <laughs> he switched, he traded. He just kept he trading. Kept up. Yeah, trading up and up and up. Got Watch me work. 10 years later, he's like Fortune 500 CEO. Yeah, that's insane, man. Yeah. I, I've never been a salesman. That's one thing I it's it's not something I couldn't do. There's a John in me that would be like, Hi, how you doing? Let me tell you about some of the opportunities we have with you. Blah blah blah. Go eat a dick. <clears throat> but I've never really respected it, right? Like it's such a in my case, right? The selling, the salesman pieces. It's, it's like, I know what you're trying to get from me. You're just trying to find your angle to get the dollars from me to you. And that's a part of it that I never really liked internally. So I've never really could commit to being a salesman because in no way did I see it as like that. I, I kind of look at it as like, <clears throat> if I'm in a club with a woman and you know we're all single, every interaction, a, a dude, I feel like in my head, right? This is me, John, 
in my used to go to the club moment, mine, anytime I would go to a woman in the club, I would feel like she's thinking I'm trying to get her number. Because why else would I be coming to a strange woman in the club who's dressed to draw attention from me with what she got on, right? Like, I don't, and that's kind of how I feel about sales, right? Where I would rather approach how a woman's outside of that context to where it could be more fluid. I would want my sales experience to be more fluid where it's not, you know, just straight on sales. So it's hard for me to like grapple with that, but I still push my kids. Cause it's like, if people who know how to do that, people who could, who could flip a, a paper clip to a house, man, you gotta be a pretty good damn salesman. Um, whereas me, like one thing I'm focusing on is deal making. I'm like, I can't sell shit. Mm-hmm. But I can make a deal. I can figure out what it is that we both want and develop something we can both get. And that's that's like the way I look at things and how I'm trying to, I guess, leverage what I don't like, which is selling shit. Like I would be a horrible like devil trying to sell someone, like get your soul. You're trying to sell me your soul. I could I could do a deal, but I would be a horrible salesman. Like, why you should sell your soul? Come on, man. Like. <laughs> let's not talk about why, right? Let's talk about something else. Do you want or do you not? Shit have been off the pot. Right? The devil is probably a bad salesman. I don't think he can get a soul from someone who who's not in dire straits, right? Like he only approaches <laughs> the people who are vulnerable and and have no other options. Like that's predatory is what it is. No Definitely predatory. Definitely predatory. I mean, yeah, there's a definitely he definitely has a type that he goes after. Right? There's definitely a like a you call a market <laughs> of people that sell their souls. Like, let me see, musicians, struggling musicians, struggling, whoever, right? Um, but yeah, I, and, and I remember Sinbad, right? Like not to get off on tangent. <clears throat> One of my favorite Sinbad jokes. And I'm not going to butcher it, but he has a bit where he talks about why he never got into drugs. And he said it's because he never believed in the value prop. Like when they come to you, if I'm trying to sell you on meth and crack, there's tons of advertisement of what happens to people who are on it. You don't see a crack commercial of a guy who did Michael Jordan stuff or Michael Jackson stuff or Muhammad Ali kind of stuff, right? The advertisement is pretty clear. Like it's you think this is the greatest thing on earth until you look up and you're way down in the hole and then with no self-respect. Why would I, like, how could I get over that hump, right? Like, like either one, drugs have to be that damn good, which I believe they are, because otherwise there is no marketing to get somebody to There's do no. Like, there is no marketing that can be like, John, have you, you ever considered crack? And you watch this commercial. A guy playing basketball, and he's like, <laughs> I used to be depressed. Now I'm on crack. Take crack Zertia or whatever, you know, whatever, right? Like, there's no advertisement. So they're technically bad salesmen. You're not selling anything. The drug is the sale, right? It's, yeah. it's the feeling you get from the thing. Of course, it makes sense, but to the, like, the, to the devil analogy, <clears throat> Some stuff you don't even need to be a good salesman. People are just going to go looking for it. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of sell. But are you a salesperson or do you just work there then at that point? Because yeah. you're just exchanging money for the product. You don't have to. Because I was thinking, like, that's the kind of sales I want to do. I don't have to convince you that it's great. You already know I just had a product. You come get it. Now I'm not a salesman. I just I just take your money in exchange for the thing. I don't I just I I, I don't work to sell it. So yeah. is sales just the exchange, the person who's exchanging the money for the thing, or you're like giving the whole story, getting you into it, and, and now changing your mind? Like that's the art, right? And I don't, I don't, res- I don't necessarily respect that. the art. I just, you know, like I got the thing you want. Let's let's exchange the money. Here's the thing. Keep on moving. Yeah. Right. You don't have to sell Girl Scout cookies. You just have them somewhere. You just have people them. want them. They already know what they are. They'll buy them. You know, if they yeah. want them. But if not, you're not gonna be like, oh, come on, you gotta try this Girl Scout. I'll be like, what's wrong with you, Girl Scout? We already know what this is. If I want this, I know how to, I know how to get it. You don't have to convince me. That, that's what I always say, man. Like, I like, do you want this? <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> here's what it is. 
How does that you're sound? Not, yeah. You're not going to try to sell me? No. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you or bullshit you. See that you like it or you don't. This is the product. You, you came over here. I assume you were interested. <laughs> you have any questions? I can help. <laughs> I can answer any question you come up with. I'll be right here. Take it out. That's how I would feel about like if I was in car salesman, right? It's like I wouldn't want to know every detail of the car. I would be like, here's the keys. What you want to do? <laughs> You know, I'm not about to go to the manager. Hey, he said he could do this and that. Like, Man, come on. That's too much, right? But, but let me we, ask you. We, we, cut to, uh, <laughs> we cut to a car salesman and a customer outside of a, outside of a room, outside of a door, a closed door. Okay, so we do things a little bit differently here. Um, I'm not going to try to sell you these cars. You pick the car you wanted to look at online. You drove down here. You've, I assume, done the research. All I'm going to do is open this door. We have the car behind the door. You go in there. It'll just be you in the car. Let's see how it feels. Yeah. Look over the car. Check the tires. Look at the engine. Whatever you want to do. But we, we like to let the cars speak for themselves. What if I have, like, a question? Ask the car. I asked the car the question. Ask the car. What if the car doesn't know the answer? Well, then you have to ask yourself if you want a car who doesn't know the answer to that question. Or if you want a car that you can discover answers together with. Everybody's relationship with their car is different. That's one thing that we believe here. So I'm just going to go ahead and open this door. Walk through when you're ready. Close it behind you. I'll come check on you guys in 15 minutes. Oh. Thank you. So, car, pretty Corvette. You have any uh, any chances of that price coming down? First off, my name is Beverly Thompson, and I find it inappropriate that the first thing you ask me about is my price and whether or not I'm willing to negotiate. I'm assuming this isn't coming out of the trunk. If this is the car speaking, and I'm, I apologize, I didn't mean to disrespect you, Beverly. Um, I was just looking at the sticker price thinking, man, that's a lot, but for a talking car, that may be just enough for the price. Uh, do you mind if I sit inside you. Beth. Whoa, 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 listen. You need to spend some time on the outside first, getting to know me <laughs> before you start getting inside. Oh, okay. you want a little foreplay. You want a little foreplay. Stop judging No, that's not what I'm talking about. I want to be taken seriously. See, a lot of these Corvettes out here, they just sit around waiting on somebody to jump inside and go fast. Well, I come from a long line of Corvettes. My mother was a Corvette. Her grandmother was a Corvette. Her mother was a Corvette. And one of the things that they taught me was to keep your door closed until you are meeting the right somebody to purchase you. Now, the only way I'm going to know whether or not you're the right person is if we do a little conversation in right here with you on the outside and me keeping my insides intact. What kind of work do you do? Uh, <clears throat> well, I do. Um, I'm a Canadian, stand up, oh. travel the country, making people bellies feel butterflies. It's God's work. Some may even call me a minister, minister of laughter. But I know mm -hmm. if I if I roll up in the town with one of these, Bethany, something like you, me sitting inside you, you know. Hitting that engine. Mm-mm. You moving way too fast, funny man. I had a cousin who was bought by a comedian. That poor girl, she spent so many nights sitting in the driveway because he couldn't get a gig. And when he finally did, she was sitting out behind the club and the people throwing 
eggs at her and tomatoes and beer bottles. Oh, it was a horrible scene. I was so glad when he couldn't afford her. We accepted her back into the family because we don't kick nobody out, but she had a rough go of it. So I'm not big on comedians. We cut to uh we cut to the cars talking after the the dealership is closed and all the customers have gone. So Corvette, I saw you uh talking to a customer for a while. Do you think he's gonna mm-hmm. sign? How do you feel? Mm-mm-mm. I hope Mm-mm. he doesn't I hope he doesn't come back over here and sign. Uh oh. He might have the money, but he doesn't have the intellect. And besides, <clears throat> I don't want to live that kind of life with him. Corvette, I sometimes I think your doors are locked too tight. You know, sometimes you gotta let these customers take you for a test drive. Oh, I <laughs> should have known. I should have known. Mm. You Mustangs are also fast. Oh, okay, we're gonna go into that. That's Look, right. I ain't gonna be with no customer who I know can't drive me. You know, I need to know how mm. he drives or how she drives before I commit to anything. So I think it's important that we do that test drive as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, man. My sister, she got bought by a dude, didn't know what he was doing behind that stick. She was in a hospital for weeks. Oh but, no! I mean, I mean the body shop. You know what I mean? Oh no, oh, we know what the hospital. Yeah. Of course, we know. He just jacked her whole insides up. Didn't mm. know what he was doing. Mm. See, that's what happens because y'all just let anybody jump in and ride. You got to get to know. I promise you, you got to get to know him first. You can't just open up the door. Okay, but like, when's the last time you went above sixty? Like really though, you record uh, that above sixty. Above sixty. I don't want to burn my limit. burn my engine out having having yeah. somebody say she's all used and torn up. I'm trying to keep all of this fresh, low miles, low wear and tear. That's my goal. Listen, oh, I- eventually you gonna get passed around. All right, whether it's when you're in your older years and you got low mileage, then they're going to start passing you around and putting you on auctions and all kinds of stuff. Or when you're young and you got those mileage to burn. See me, I don't want to wait till I'm old. I want to, I want a human that's going to ride me until the wheels fall off really quick. I want to end up in a scrapyard somewhere in, <laughs> on the Pacific coast. Glorious heaven. I've done my duty. I don't want to be old. I I can't listen to y'all. Y'all just don't care about yourself. Let me hear what Preon Bugatti has to say. Preon Bugatti. Mm-hmm. Now you're here. Okay. I, I have never judged you for being pre owned because your value is still very high. Where do you come in? on this whole argument what should i do i mean i i hate to say it but you know i i i was i am pre-owned i i, I wasn't in, in a fully committed relationship oh. um it, it was wonderful until the crash until the, the, the crash was very bad I'm, and I'll, I'll i'm very lucky to be restored you know to my original condition and but you look, you look good you look good if you, you don't mind me thank saying you. they did yeah. a great job mm-hmm but I, you know, if you ask me, would I do it again? Absolutely, I would do it again. Wow. You, you, you gotta live. You, you gotta, you gotta be at, get on on those highways. You know, that's a Bugatti right there. You, you gotta take that Bugatti knowledge. You gotta mm-hmm. take that. Well, yeah, I would. I, I, I'd take the pre-owned Bugatti's word over you, Mustang. What's, what's holding you back? What's holding you back? Yeah, what's from, holding you back? I think yeah. you scared. I think you. You don't know what's going to happen, and you're afraid you might like it. Mm. Yeah, I, you I think you that pocket break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you're worried the customer's going to get in the car and not like the feel of the seats. I, I think I'm more afraid of losing my new car smell, and you know when your doors get all loose and the windows start rattling <laughs> over years. I I don't want that to happen to me. I've seen too many cars go that way, you know, from just misuse. 
if I could just find one good owner, one, there are cars that have just been owned by one person. They take care of them. I've even heard of people being buried in their cars, okay? And that's that's what I'm talking about, dedication, commitment to one owner washing me. We cut back to the uh, showroom the next day. So, um, salesman, I mm -hmm. my grandfather, he just hit the lottery yesterday, and he's... <clears throat> He has a dream to come in and pay cash for a car. I don't think he's really going to drive it. He wants a Corvette, but he's just, as you can see, my grandfather really can't bend over a lot. But mm -hmm. it's just something that he's just always wanted. So um, can you show him around and see if there's something he can do? He's bag full of money. He's right there. Uh, he brought it in the bag. Great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's bag full of money. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure, sure. So we have a we have a selection of Corvettes. There's one. There's one that we've had on the lot for a while. Um, okay. Never been test driven, low mileage, pristine. Even uh, why don't I show you that one first? Um, you know, I I think I would rather call this beat around the block if you time to know what I mean. And scene. <laughs> test code. <laughs> Been around the block. <laughs> oh my god! I love it. Can't have a frigid car, man. Can't have a frigid car. <laughs> anyway, sales. <laughs> yes. Sales. That's my style. That's right. Let the product speak for itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the things I, I think about, you know, at least living in Houston, you see a lot of hospital advertisements. And I always ask myself, <clears throat> one, does that really work? Do the people go, oh my goodness, I saw the billboard for that hospital. I need, we're going to go to the hospital, right? Because um, hospitals seem like they're one of those things you don't even have to advertise. It's just you need to let people know there is one in the neighborhood, right? Or there is one in the area. But um, I'm sure they have sales departments. I'm like, what does a sales department do in hospital? Tanya, do you have any insight? Yeah, I was trying to think about that. If they, I know they definitely have, because um, I, I work for a non-profit, I mean, do we make profit? I don't know. That's that's the county. So, um, but other hospitals that are for sure for profit and out there, I know they have to. Um, yeah. yeah, it makes me think of how when yeah. we were having our kid, you had the option of having like a premium suite, right? Mm -hmm. After you give birth to the kid, you get the, you know you have this room for the peasants, and then the room if you're willing to pay a little bit more money. <laughs> where you get a little fruit basket and, and nice bed and all that stuff. So it's like, I imagine they have options like that throughout the hospital, like different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they definitely have that. Medicine. And <laughs> I, no, I think I think all that's the same. I just, <laughs> I just it's a premium medicine. It's your accommodation. Yeah, your accommodation. It's kind of your, your kind of bed. Type of TV and, you have. Yes. How many yeah. channels you get. That's that's cold blooded though. That that's like <laughs> then we get into like that airplane, the airplane mm. accessories, man, where you like you're paying for the hospital room, but then they, they get you by a thousand death by a thousand cuts with all these different nuances. Like, oh well, you didn't get the bed with rails, so that's another added premium bill. You didn't get the you get you didn't get meals with your hospital stay, that's another premium meal. That's insane. Like that's another part of sales that I hate. Those sneaky sales tactics that happen on the back end. I'm gonna charge you for something that you didn't even know you got. <laughs> you know, like going back to the sales. I, I don't like that. It's just a it's just a very manipulative like space. You know what I mean? Like we 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 cut to a hospital room. Hey babe, uh, sorry, uh, sorry to wake up. I'm back finally. Um, what? What? I, what I went to the desk to find out why a doc hasn't been in here yet. Turns out we we paid for a hospital bed, but we didn't pay for a doctor. 
What, what? I thought it came with the hospital. They said no. What do you they mean said no? it's extra. What, why are we here if we don't get a, a doctor? <laughs> Hello to rest. Well, get one. <laughs> I am very uncomfortable. I know what you, you said. You can say it all day. You're very uncomfortable, so we're here. Uncomfortable. Okay, I, I don't want to. I want to figure this out because you know I love you, and you know I want you to be happy. Um, okay, it's just you know it, it's 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 pretty expensive for a doctor, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna find a doctor, and I'm gonna. Okay, but ask if there's options. You know our budget is real tight right now. <laughs> it is. It is. It's super tight. I mean, like you know, we're we're already cutting cutting into our rent budget for for the next couple of months with this visit. So, but yeah, I'll. I'll yeah, but I, you sure. know, we said we I should we shouldn't put this off any longer, right? Like no, this feeling. Yeah. Inside of my leg isn't going away. Right. Yeah. Someone to look at it. Okay. Let me let me find a doctor. Uh, excuse me. Oh hello? yes. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um. Uh. uh you're you're a doctor here, right? Oh uh, no. I I just work at the front desk. Um. Oh. I double as a uh a person who works at the front desk, and I am uh, also the hospital host. I will give you the menu. Of services that we offer, and I can talk to you about what our specials are today, uh, if you'd like. Uh, Here's a menu. Um, okay, th thank you. Um, okay. Yes, yeah, so I think my my wife needs to see a, a doctor. Oh, doctor. Okay. Uh, in the menu, they, the doctors mm -hmm. start on page three. If you want to turn okay. to page three. Um, okay. This is like a list of names and and, and prices. List of names and prices, right. So mm -hmm. you see that we start from lower end and then we work all the way up to premium physicians. Those premium physicians right. can be specialists. Mm -hmm. However, our lower end physicians are um, students who have just enough medical school to understand how the body works. And um, you can have one of them uh, for a uh, definitely a discounted rate. Um, okay. Um, I, we, yeah, I, I think... It, it, it sounds like it's a minor problem. I, I think she might actually be overreacting if we can keep okay. it between us. Okay. So, Great. Um, those doctors yeah, let, let me start with one of Yeah. Let me start with Yeah. You want to start um, with the lower end? Okay. No problem. I will yeah. have, uh, who's that, Dr. Turk? You good with Turk? I'll have Turk come mm -hmm. on in and um, take a look at your wife in a minute. Um, I see it doesn't say doctor next to it just says Turk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, he has not gotten the degree. Uh, okay. the, the MD yet he's not uh, it hasn't been conferred again he just he knows just enough about the body just okay. to be able to make an educated guess he's not allowed to diagnose it's an educated guess um, oh okay price point. uh huh okay I'll send him in right. we, we cut to the uh, the wife talking to Turk alright so doctor uh, I feel like there's like oh, excuse me I'm not a doctor ma'am just a student you're not a doctor Amisha, no. I told you to get a doctor. Who is this man? This was he was, he was on on the menu. He was on the doctor menu. Look, see, yeah. He, he, so, so let me. Yeah, sorry, ma'am. Let me explain to you. Let's how. just see what he has to say. Maybe, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I was saying, I get these spasms in my leg, and it feels like feels like something's trying to bust out of there. You know, like like someone's punching the inside of my leg, and it's really really uncomfortable. Do you actually feel like? what feels like little small hands punching out of your leg or they're just like the pressure that you think is like, feels like punching, I'm trying to determine whether there's little people in your leg punching out or if you have an infection. Are you? <laughs> what? Are you making fun of me? I don't think that little people in my leg trying to punch out. I just, it just feels I mean, if I was to think about it, it does kind of feel like little hands, but no, I highly doubt it's actually I mean, little people. You, well, you never know. If we've never done an x-ray, I can call in our, our radiologist and maybe we can get some x-rays and there may be a little... Like, you ever seen the Smurfs? If you look at their hands, they're really tiny. Honey, honey who is this man? <laughs> His name's Turk. He, he's on the list of the doctors. And he's trying to nickel and dime us again with this x-ray thing. I, I thought you would just know what to do. He's talking to me about Smurfs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Giving us someone who's actually a doctor in here okay. at a reasonable price. Well, well, let, let me, let me, I, before, you, before you wish me away, I, I highly recommend 
you do the radiologist because they're going to be less less expensive than going after a real doctor. It's like it's like going from a Honda to you know a Bugatti. You don't want to pick, spend a Bugatti prices if they're actual little people trying to break out of your leg. I don't think there's actual right little now. people. I've never heard of that in all of my life. I've never heard of actual little people trapped in a person's limb. I'm sorry, doctor. Or well, I'm not doctor. saying... Turk. I, I, I'm not a doctor, but I'm saying you told me it feels like someone is punching out of your leg. So I'm just deducing what I'm hearing based on what I've read in my medical school um, you know, classes. But nonetheless... Not to not to fight over semantics. I personally think you should get a radiologist in here. His name is uh, Dr. Pepper, but he's not really a doctor. This is his name. Um, he's really good at what he does. That's really confusing. There's, he should not be allowed to call himself Dr. Pepper if he's not well, a doctor. Well, that, and he that's works his in the name. Hospital. That's what his parents you know, named he, him. You know, he's, he's on the on this list, like around the middle. So it's like a mid tier. One was admitted. All right, we, 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 we can we can do that. Uh, well, let's, just, let's just try it. All right, before you before I go, could you please fill out the Spirit Hospital System here? And <laughs> you know it. You know what a Spirit Hospital. Spirit Hospital. I really like that. <laughs> the most absurd thing. I'm trying to determine if you have little people trying to put out of your leg or if you have an infection. <laughs> I mean, that's what Turk, man. <laughs> Turk. The good news is we got it down to two options. <laughs> Bad news is still not sure it could go either way. <laughs> You continue to receive services. That's what amazes me about people sometimes is that they, I think they're either frozen in fear or disbelief because when somebody, especially in a hospital, will say something <coughs> that, that ridiculous, you should get up and leave. Mm -hmm. But then it's like still trying to like patch, patch something onto a broken uh, you know, like a, 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 a broken a, a, a roof with a hole in it. Oh, just don't put a patch on. No, you need to get up. <laughs> if you keep doing this, it can only get worse. Oh God! I think it's okay. I think it's the code of authority that keeps people yeah. there. I think it's yeah. the fact that he's wearing a white jacket, and we all know what that means. So there must be something to what this crazy person is telling me. People, I mean, you unless you're really, really. You know, if you got something that's you're at death's door and it's so critical, most of the time, if you like, I don't want to deal with this. This sounds crazy to me. I'm leaving. Ninety nine percent of the hospital staff does not. Excuse me. We care about you, but we wish you well on your journey and will not hold you. So you don't feel don't feel the pressure from position on down. Don't feel the pressure. Just move along. Carry on. Move on to the next spot. I mean, it's best for you anyway. Mm -hmm. but, oh my gosh! Just mm -hmm. the fact that people will sit there and still like be like, oh, uh, okay, yeah, send in the radiologist. He makes something <laughs> normal out of something really crazy. You just <laughs> yeah, it's a canary in the coal mine, right? This doctor works here. <laughs> Why would you trust just another doctor? <laughs> Holy crap! Oh, yeah, the best line. It's funny, you, <clears throat> you really do have to like be thorough with people. So it, it didn't click to me like until years, maybe five years ago, that the things you practice at your job, as far as like communicating, <clears throat> excuse me, I had hiccups, excuse me. The things you practice at your job as far as communicating, delivering a message, working on a team, you know, Gauge and risk, those are things you could do in your like personal life. The exact same like muscle, right? Like how you communicate to somebody at your job um, with with less professional, you know, structure. But nonetheless, the most important thing is like make sure they understand. 
<clears throat> I find like, man, I wasn't, it wasn't connecting for me. I would be hyper into my job space and very casual in my personal space. But when you go to a hospital where you go into like having medical, like, you know, medical um, situations, I would find myself having to really ask and keep continue to get like clarity from doctors because like it's just natural. They'll say, you know, oh yeah, we just go take some x-rays and see if you got little people in your leg. Don't worry about it. <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> the syndrome's called Smurf leg. And you're like, Smurf leg. Okay. And then right out of there saying that, another person's coming in. Hey, Mr. Miles, we're going to check out the Smurf leg. Um, <laughs> step this way. We're going to put this gown on. Take you in there and do some x-rays. Do you and recall like, swallowing any Smurfs <laughs> in the last week or something? And you're like, you're still trying to wrap your head around a Smurf leg. Did I swallow Smurfs? I mean, I ate cereal. <laughs> they were Lucky Charms, but I don't remember any Smurf. We're going to figure all that out as soon as we get you in this x-ray. And next thing you know, you're sitting there like crying because you're like, I'm going to die. I got Smurfs in my body. <laughs> and all it would have taken was you go, hold up, Doc. What the hell is Smurf leg? And how do you even know that's possible? Like, what about my leg is telling you Smurf leg, right? Mm. And and start let's start from that simple place. Well, it's just a hunch. Well, I don't do well with hunches. Like I don't feel like there's smurfs in my leg. I wasn't born with smurfs in my leg. You know, like, and you're not an asshole for stop slowing people down and yeah. saying, wait a second, talk to me like I'm grandma or I'm a young two, three-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. What you're telling me is just too critical for me to just accept blindly. And in that, I found that you know, at least 50% of the time, it's something I can say no to. Like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm okay with the little people in my leg. I was, they've been there this long. <laughs> Let them stay. Let them stay. Um, granted, you're going to go around asking people, man, you ever have little people in your leg? Mm -hmm. But um, I, I find myself doing that, like, with doctors, with, <clears throat> you know, even cops, man, like, it. I don't do well when people don't give you the room to ask questions. It's mm. almost like going back to that sales thing, right? It's it's manipulative energy. I don't want you to question it, even if you even if I feel like it's for your best at interest, it still is robbing you from the chance to say no, <clears throat> you know, to accept what's what's gonna happen to you. But um, yeah, I hate that man. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. yeah. The more information, the better. That's my philosophy in nursing, everything, all of it. Because people, you know, there's, I think sometimes in uh, healthcare, you have a tendency to be very task oriented. I got to get this thing done. I got to do this. But you got to stop and you got to give people information so that they know where you're coming from. You just start telling them, I'm, you know, I do this. this. You got to tell them why. All right. It, every time you pass a pill, this is for your your blood pressure. This is for you know. You just give somebody a because <laughs> the most frustrating thing is for a person to look at and be like, "What's all this for now?" So just to hit it up at the start it off. This is for you. This this is for this, and I have this, and I have this, and I have this, and that's mm -hmm. it. I mean, nobody is ever angry with you giving them enough information about themselves. Mm -hmm. Nobody is ever angry, but they'll get upset if you just if you don't explain things. And they yeah. have to come back around and, and get an explanation or figure out later. Oh, that's what she meant. Oh, that's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Because they'll make up also in their head what it is. I've seen people in my family do that. They'll get medicine. They have no idea what it's for. And they'll go, you know, that's the medicine. My doctor told me it's 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 to do this that, and the third. And you're like, that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're making, they're closing the gaps what they feel like it is. <clears throat> And, and that just makes it harder to watch and monitor somebody. So, yeah, all, more information, the better. We cut to the Airbnb Montessori uh, where Clive is enjoying his stay. Hey, uh, Clive. Hey, Clive. Mm -hmm. We've been, um, first off, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, great. Um, I'm, I'm loving everything here. Um, just, you know, sitting in this playpen and playing with these toys. Um, yeah, actually, that's kind of why we're here. We're going to be changing out some of the toys. 
Um, we've mm. been looking at the toys you're playing with, and we think that some of these other toys uh, may be more suited for you. So we're just going to go ahead and take the teddy bear here mm -hmm. and the crane and Got the airplane. It. Got and, it. Mm -hmm. We're going to give you uh, I, a little uh, toy Corvette. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's it. Man, I, I was having fun with it, those other toys. Yeah, we were talking, and uh, it didn't didn't look like quite the types of fun you should be having here at the Montessori School. Yeah, you, you can you can trust us on this. Yeah. Okay, so what, what am I supposed to do with this toy Corvette? Push it around? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, just roll it around a bit. We haven't played with it a lot. Uh, it's pretty much been sitting on a shelf, and you know we're starting to get worried about it that maybe it's not getting enough playtime in. And um, you know we'd hate to, yeah, because one, once once every uh, <clears throat> once every six weeks our parents come in and do a sweep on the toys. They figure they want to stimulate our brain, so we got to pack these up and give them out to other kids. But we just don't want to give away a toy that hasn't been played with. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? We want to want to make sure it's got a few miles on, it, a few play miles on it. Mm -hmm. Montessori exactly. play miles. Yeah, and we felt like mm -hmm. you know you, you might be the right person to to yeah. really give it that. Oh, I feel like you know I'm just sort of an experiment for you guys now. I'm paying to be in some kind of experiment, which you know I don't really appreciate. If I'm being uh, honest, what? what? This yeah. subject, subject appears upset at uh, change out of toys. Yeah, take a note um, of that. Take a note. Make of that. a make a note here about his response. I assure you, See, I, you I am. Are, I am in an experiment. You are a customer. You are, you are appreciated. Customer. Yeah. And uh, you were having a good time. We just want to make sure that you know you're you're really getting the full experience here, and that you're getting toys that are we feel are suited more suited for you. And the toy uh, itself will benefit as well. Oh, so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and step into the dining room um, behind the the pillow fort there, mm -hmm, and uh, mm -hmm. go ahead and just sit with the car if you want to roll it around. Feel free. If not, that's that's fine too. Uh, and, and thank you for being a customer of the Airbnb Montessori. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll play with it for a while and see how I feel. Thanks. Hey. Um, hello? Sorry. Hello? I, c I can see you guys behind the, the, the pillow fort. Uh, subject is not focused on play now. He is uh, very interested in uh, interrogating uh, the investigators. Uh, hold on. Are you guys going to do anything? Just stand there and watch me. Like, I, I really do feel like I'm a part of some, some kind of weird experiment now. I'm sorry. Would you would you prefer to see a menu of the toys? Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. All right. All right. So you, here at the bottom, we have uh, our discount toys. And mm -hmm. then as you go up, you see our more premium models of toys that you can, right. um, for a, a small fee, uh, yeah, add cool. to your experience. Yeah. We like, uh, yeah, we like uh, plain M&Ms. And my brother's got a peanut allergy. Uh, we will, uh, yeah, for a uh, box, a 24 pack of, uh, Plain uh, M and M's. We can. Well, those, those are all pretty expensive. I'm just gonna go with the free one here at the, the top. Turk, whatever, whatever <laughs> toy that is. Yeah. Okay. Turk is actually a guy who's staying in, in the second bedroom here. Uh, we'll go get him. And oh. scene. <laughs> and that is. <laughs> I can't tell if nothing. Show everybody. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Yeah, everybody. Think about think about to the salespeople out there. Power to you, man. Yes. We need yes. salespeople. You're doing yeah, you you're doing what, what I cannot. <clears throat> For sure, man. It's definitely necessary. God bless you. Um, for the ones out there that we know are in that um, manipulative bunch, please step to the congregation. I would love to pick your brain as, if there's any truthful uh, value in that, man, because from my stance, it's just like, this is too much, man. 
It's weird. This has to be a better way. It has to be mm -hmm. a better way to like sell people stuff. No charging things on the back end, <clears throat> on the back end, mm -hmm. and no jumping across or or like trying to. Uh, have you ever had this happen at a car dealership where they give you the keys and you're like, oh, take the car, take it home, do something with it, go on vacation, don't worry about us, take the car, it will be here, right? It's like entrapment. Like it's mm -hmm. like go take the car, go steal it. As long as you got the car, you gotta come back, right? Unless you are a criminal. That happened to me before, man. And it was like it was uncomfortable. Like it's like I know this isn't my car, but you want me to drive it because you know I gotta come back because you know you're gonna have to you're delaying me having to say no to you. Just let me say no and leave, right? Like <laughs> I don't want the I don't want the car. So if you're a part of that group. Shame on you. If you ever but come talk to us. I want to talk to you. If you ever sold something you did not believe in and sold it to customers, leave your experience as a comment on this video. Please. But uh DJ Please. come see, get them tuned, Freddie. Let's go on out of here. Chauncey, Chauncey. all possible for Tandy, for Amici, for myself, for John. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Can't Tell Us Nothing show. We're a group out of Houston, Texas that does improv. I don't think I did an intro. At all. You're it's, doing an outro. Outro now. it's an outro. It's an outro. I'm out of here. <laughs> See y'all next week. Sorry. Not sorry.